Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 65, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Fonny. Fonny, I'm so hard, sorry that it is 117 degrees out there. Oh. Yeah, over here it's only about 100 degrees. Only. But it feels like it's so much worse. Thank oh. you for your sympathies. I, I was going to say, I'm sending you many Fs through the Ether uh, Discord channel. Just all the Fs I can type. Thank you. They are... I can I can tell that they are heartfelt, and I appreciate every single one. I've Very just been much. melting. I have a sweaty mess. I've probably lost like five pounds of water weight just, just from sweating. Oh, no. Very uncomfortable. I should not feel like this. Meanwhile, first yawn. Is that another yawn? It was another yawn. It's been a day. It's been a week. I have a lot to talk about, actually. Um, so, Excellent. in the time since we last all met together, and the reason why we didn't have a show last week was because of this, and also because I was on my period and I was cramping and I was bitchy and I was just not going to be able to do the show 100%. And I don't do a show if I can't be 100%. Um, I bought a house. We closed on it. It's ours. Officially, we have the keys. Hooray. Hooray. We um, we got the keys. We've been tearing down wallpaper like crazy. Uh, we felled a tree in our backyard. We got internet installed. <sighs> I'm tired. And number, then we, two. <laughs> number two. And we've got the security system getting installed tomorrow. It has been nonstop. Like every single day has been either working on the house or doing something related to the house. And then today, like people were over at the house and it was just, I'm, I'm bone tired, (laughs) but we are here in this (laughs) space together at this time. Um, And the other thing, yes, the other thing that's really important and really exciting to talk about, this is a call to action right here. Yawn number three. Three. Count them. Three. Rack them up. Was we have <laughs> a new sponsor. A Well, we're in like the preliminary stages. We're feeling it out, seeing how it is right now. None other than the one and only AB Universe. Thank you for joining the Dear Jazzy family. If you want 10% off your order of $50 or more, you can use code Dear Jazzy 2021 best friends in the number four ever. That's how you do it. And that's a really long code. But you know what you can do. Go to our Discord, scroll up to the sponsors tab, and it's right there. Or you can go to at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors. And it's right there next to our other sponsor, Camp Buddy. We've already talked about Camp Buddy so much. So (laughs) at this point, we're going to be thanking ABU for their support. You can use that code between now and the end of August. And 
if enough people use it, they're going to be like, hey, Jesse, that was really cool. Let's give you another more permanent code. Please, let's make that happen. So, yeah, use the code. Thank you, ABU, so much. I actually just got my order in from them. I got two bunny hops, peekaboos, and little paws. Believe it or not, I've actually never worn peekaboos. Ooh. I know, I know. Even though they've got the blue husky on them? Even though they have the blue husky on them. And that's why I bought them, is so I could have the blue husky. And yes. me, my face on... Photo shoot, photo shoot. Photo shoot, yes, finally, yes. Okay, sponsors. And four. That's, not number, that's number four. Four. <laughs> Y'all, I promise I am doing my best. Oh, I guess in other exciting news, I dropped a large chunk of money on a Warhammer table. I'm very excited to paint it and put it together. And it's not a matter of like we have a ton to throw around, but it is a house expense because it's going into a piece of furniture and that is going into the house. So we used house funds and I'm very excited. I just wanted to share. Okay, but mm, we have a that is pub- good news. It is good news. Funny, did you know that the show has 33 mother flipping patrons now? That's incredible. It really, really is. Let's go through. That's all a good number. It is a good number. In the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout out, we have yawn number five. There it is. Five. <laughs> Anyways, in the one dollar tier, we have Casa, Damia, Danielle, Fluffy Nate, Goss Cheeks, Ginpin, Melbent, Panda Bear, Race Star, Red Panda Nobby, and Tone Cluster. One breath. In the five dollar tier, which gets you some monthly nude pictures of yours truly, even though they're less than monthly right now, you get access to the channel where I post them. Moving is hell. Cut me one. <laughs> We have A.B. Michael, Baby L, Bliss Bunny, Brio, Juicebox, Lucy, Maxi, Remy, Skywalker, The Starling Family, Stitchlet, and Ubu Gay in the $10 tier. And you know that you're going to be making up for all those lost uh, lost pictures uh, in this new house because you've got so much more room to set up for better photos. It's true. We're literally setting up a nursery as my office. So behind me yes. is our shared office right now. Hopefully within not too long, there will be a crib and changing table behind me. So it'll be very exciting. Oh, cute. Yeah. In the $10 tier, which gets you an extended shout out up to one sentence and also some access to the ouch that really hurt access to the video content channel. Wink. We have Ishi, Jack the Writer, Mommy Katrina, Mr. Addicted, Nate Scotia, and Chuckles who wrote, I lost the game in 2021? And the $15 tier, which gets you access to all of the below, including some co-directorial input on the content I make. We have Kaneko and Skywalker Ranch. And finally, in the $20 tier, which gets you all of the below, including your name written on my body for the video content that I make, we have Daddy Gray, Jamie Bell who writes... Uh, specifically to be sung in a Lion King voice. Uh, Fani, how comfortable do you feel singing on the show? Not very. I'm sorry. This is all you. Okay, so I'm not going to be singing it. But in your mind, imagine this to the tune of Akuna Matata. It's vagina dentata. What a wonderful phrase. Vagina dentata. It means no penis for the rest of your days. 
Hey, that's that's a good one. That's a really, really fucking good shout out. Everyone take notes. That's a good shout out. Further, we have Joe. I'll, what? Oops, sorry. If you hang out later, I can probably sing it when it's not going to be recorded. Yes. After okay. that, we have Joe. <laughs> Let's call me Joe Sluggy and Summer. So many new patrons. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining in the fun and supporting not only our show, but Adults with Got Productions and helping me furnish the new house and establish my newfound adulthood and everything. It, it really does mean the world to me. But Fonny, as you know, we are an advice show. And what we do is we answer questions and give our advice on them. Shall we get into the first yes. question? Please. Okay. I mean, not like a please isn't like, please move on, but like a yes, I agree to this. So funny story about the word I enthusiastically please. consent. Enthusiastically. Uh-huh. Uh, my cousins live down in Cincinnati. And instead of saying, excuse me, or I didn't hear you, can you please repeat that? They say, please. So my dad and I, we went into a subway in Cincinnati and he was like, Hi, can I get a toasted sandwich on rye? Please? Uh, and he goes, can I please get a toasted sub on rye? Please? And he says, can I get a fucking sub on rye? And she's like, okay, fine. I just couldn't hear you. I was just like, and then that's when we were like, oh, she wasn't being spicy with us. So, that's my story with the word please. <laughs> That's a good story. It is. Thank you. Also, if you hear rumbling, that's because my dumbass neighbors are setting off fireworks because welcome to Ohio on 4th of July weekend. America. Fuck, it's really bad yep. out there. Okay, Bonnie, take it away. Right, we've got the first question um, coming in from, is this an email? It doesn't look like it's a Discord background. This is an email. Okay, perfect. All right, and it begins, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, one of the things I find most interesting about the ABDL community is the great and growing number of content creators. Art, writing, movies, video games, and of course, podcasts. There's so much content now, and it can range from sultry and smutty to cute and cuddly. We have creators that produce works that are as thoughtful and serious as any non-kink production, and people who are gloriously campy and proud of it who make this pastel play space we share a little lighter and brighter for them being in it. Who are you, some of your favorite content creators in this community, and why? Yours truly, the padded patron of the arts. Aw, precious. My favorite mm-hmm. content... I like this one. Yes, this is wonderful. This is such an upbeat question. This is great. This is like a hug box question. It's so great. My favorite content creators in no particular order are Juicebox, Person Alias, Peculiar Changeling, the Starling family who make stories and the usual bet and the changing tabletop. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say none other than our very own Fonny ABDL. And a blush. It's true, oh. though. Oh, and Thank also, you. also when is fucking dope. They are so much yes, fun to hang agreed. out with. They are so great. Yeah. But also, we need to appreciation post for Fonny, who literally makes the show possible. Oh, geez. Okay. Oh, geez. Oh, man. Well, Your I turn. can't come back from that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to okay. keep the talking stick for a bit? Uh, so, yeah. Starting... No, it's all good. Okay. Um, 
particular order again um Pizza Bagel has always been a really awesome inspiration to me, uh, both like art wise and just like as a person. Uh, Juicebox too. I love Juicebox to bits and pieces. Uh, most of mine are going to be artists because I'm like an art centric person. Um, let's see. Yeah, Wen is incredible. Uh, if you've never seen Wen's art, like search up Wen Bun Bun, like holy snoots. And her shop on Etsy is also just like chock full of really cool things. It's so um, good. I actually, actually accidentally like drew something really similar to what she released recently. And we both drew it at the same time. And I was concerned about me being seen as like a copycat, even though mine was finalized before her came, hers came out. And it was totally a coincidence on both ends. So I reached out to her to be like, hey, just to let you know, this is going to be a thing um, that I released and it's totally coincidental and stealing your or like copying from you would be horrible and I would never do that. And she was just the chillest. She was like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's a great design. That's really cute. And I was like, I didn't expect it to be that easy and I'm going to cry about it. So yeah, Wen is fantastic. And then I got to talk to her for a little bit and yeah, highly recommend just like looking her up and giving her support. She's great. Um, I got to right, play creators with her. Writers, person alias, or Yeah, it was great. That is too cute. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh, person alias and Red's ABDL Creations is also um, a really strong contender for writing. Um, I'm actually working with him right now on another project. Um, and I just really like the way that he writes like little snippets of stories. They're nice. Um Let's see. There's so many other people. Floof and Fluff. Floof and Fluff's art uh, is always inspiring to me. Um, Normal Deviant has been strong for a long time. Uh, Lazy Blazy. Ooh, Lazy Blazy. Her little gifts are incredible. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many that I'm just like forgetting about right now that like after the podcast, I'll be like, oh, no, I should have named that person because they're amazing. Um, <laughs> Addendum. So my list is absolutely not exhaustive. And if you're like, but you've loved me before and you've told me so and I didn't mention you. I'm sorry. It's hot. Also, 34 Cuker is a really cool person. And Truly. his girlfriend, Shelly, is also incredible. Shelly is so precious. Did you know the first time I met Shelly, also known as Shinxess on Twitter, uh, who you should absolutely yeah. go follow? Uh, she's so fucking precious. Like, we were at a room party. Funny enough, we were actually at Wen's room party. That's where I got blasted drunk and started, like, <laughs> like dancing naked, and we were, like, blasting music, and yeah. like, it was fun. Um, Shelly, uh, she's like, wait, you're jazzy. As in Jasmine Starshine. I was like, yeah, hi, that's me. She's like, oh my God, I'm starstruck. I'm like, over me? <laughs> How? I was so flattered in that moment. Since then, we've been like buddies. She's like the, the best. Yeah. Yeah. So she really if, is. Oh, if one, you're more, one more. You. A yes, model. One more. Um, a photo model. Apple. Apple AB ABDL. Mm-hmm. Apple's incredible and so sweet. Mm -hmm. Like if you want like a genuine model who loves what she's doing and is actually nice, uh, Apple. Indeed. I've heard nothing but wonderful things about Apple. 
I'm surprised I haven't had like a run in at a convention or have been like in a Twitter conversation with before. But if you're listening to the show, first of all, I'm starstruck. And second of all, hi. <laughs> um, I think I also want to like, I'm going to gently take the talking stick here for a second because someone actually asked me, I'm not sure if I talked about this on the show um, before, but recently someone asked me like, there are so many podcasts coming out in our scene right now between you, the usual bet, the baby for cast B versus B, which is what um, unusually Kimmy and uh, cloud puddles do, which I really like that show. <laughs> there's a ton of new podcasts and there's like so many that I'm not naming right now because there are so many. And someone asked me like, do you feel threatened at all? Do you feel like, like this is competition for dear Jazzy. Like I would be concerned. Would you? And I said like, no, the fact that there are so many podcasts going right now shows how healthy and like vibrant our community is. Aether in the chat says that they have absolutely noticed a boom in podcasts. And that's absolutely true. (laughs) Funny just wrote the episode where we gushed two hours over creators that I will gush about podcasters because I do love a good podcast and there is so much quality audio content out there in the ABDL and BDSM scene right now. And if you are just listening to Dear Jazzy, first of all, thank you for listening. And also you're doing yourself a disservice because there's The Usual Bet, which is my favorite podcast on the internet. There's The Baby for Cast, which our very own Fluffy Nate is working on and it's doing really, really well. Uh, They've had some pretty big names in the scene on their show already. And that's to say nothing about B versus B or changing tabletop or insert any other number of just incredible shows out there. So definitely like look around. There's a lot going on right now. So I just want to throw that out there and be like to all the people who think they're stepping on my toes. It's okay. And all the people that think that they might be stepping on my toes. You're not please everyone make a podcast. It's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, here's a question directly for you, Jazzy. That's me. About other people making podcasts. Sure. What if someone else wanted to make uh, an advice podcast? Uh, I mean, I'd be I'd be totally fine with that. Um, it's just it's just another podcast, and if it was like directly an ABTL advice show, I mean, two advice shows can coexist. People can, and people have mm-hmm. asked the usual bet and dear Jazzy the same questions and we have answered them differently. And I think that's why if there was another advice show, why, um, why it wouldn't be like a huge hit. It might actually be a boost for us is because all the advice mm-hmm. shows are hosted by different people and we're all going to answer them differently. And also we have different production, uh, like standards and we have like different ideas as to how to produce and how to make the show and different mics and different hosts. It's a different energy. It's a different show. And that's why I'm like, if you want to start anything up to and including an ABDL BDSM advice podcast, I say, go for it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking. The whole uh, two cakes analogy where, you know, someone else puts their little cake on the table and goes, oh, but there's already so many cakes here. What's what's mine? And then someone else comes along and they say, holy shit, two cakes. And they're very excited about it. Literally. So you might as well. 
Yeah, if you put your cake down, all people are going to see is more cake to eat. And that's a good thing. I don't think many people have complained about having too much cake. There's no such thing as too much cake. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I fill up your hours with uh, good podcast, uh, good good podcast uh, content. Indeed, there is. However, we're all going to get through this together. There is no shortage of good podcasts to listen to. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go to the next one. How about you? Yep, let's go. Okay, yawn number six. Here we go. Okay, we're good. Fluffy Nate pronouns he, him, and they, them, right? Dear Jazzy. From Fluffy Nate pronouns he, him, they, them. Good question. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Yes, that is it. I don't... I don't, know how okay. to, I don't know how to respond to baby babble. I don't speak Nate's particular brand of babble. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yes. I would have said, here's your pacifier. Okay, move it. <laughs> Here you go. Um, yeah. Okay, next one looks like it's from Discord. Um, and it's from an anonymous submitter. Uh, pronoun she, her, who asks, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, a while ago I accidentally came up to my sister. But changed it to, I'm just into cross-dressing. She is the most accepting and understanding person in my family. We even talked about how we can't think of any anyone else who would be okay with it. She then went on to talk about how people should be able to wear whatever they want. She also said people cannot change their gender. I was crushed. I had hoped she would be my ally. And I'm not ready to lose my family. I don't know that I will ever be uh, because I love them. My question is, how do I be okay with probably never being able to be me? Um signed may as well call me uh chris everyone else does well anonymous pronouns she her emphasis on pronouns she her um that's really really rough and while i have an amazing relationship with my parents and with my family it wasn't always that way although we have all done work and they are absolutely beautiful incredible people and are like alpha allies and are amazing so i want to preface this by saying please do not think any ill of them i love them very very much i mean mean, clearly i spent the whole day with them um they were not always on the bandwagon they had a lot of unlearning to do from their upbringing and my father in particular was very much on the boat of like why don't you just wear whatever clothes you want and then i told them it's not about the clothes I wear. It's about how I relate to my body and how my body and my soul relate to each other. And I can wear whatever I want already. Nothing is stopping me from doing that. But, and and then what I proceeded to tell him is, you know, when I know that when you were a kid, you wanted to go to the NFL. And he said, yeah. And I said, what if I gave you, this uh, canister of pills. And if you take one of them every day, you will become an NFL linebacker. And he said, well, that'd be amazing. Of course I would take those pills. And I said, that's exactly me taking my estrogen to become a woman. And he was like, Oh, so when it comes to your sister, not believing that one can change her gender, 
there's a lot of science out there that says you absolutely can. And there are many, many, many species up to and including humans that can do that. And it's perfectly fine. And it's like, it was never being trans was never a problem until the conservative Christian right made it a problem. Excuse me. Oh my God. That was really embarrassing. I was really serious. And then just belched right into <laughs> the mic. That out. Oh gods. Okay. So just being trans was never a problem until it was made a problem. And I think it's just important to, you know, remind her that the science does say, yes, people can actually change their gender identities. And it happens all the time and has been happening all the time since humans were a thing. And, but I definitely hear you and I, I have been there and I can actually say that I do understand that feeling of, you know, being crushed and thinking like, here I am bearing my soul and you're just like spinning on it. And it sucks because you're in like, you make yourself very vulnerable and then you get hurt and it can be very, very traumatic and it can really, you know, affect you. And, you know, I guess first and foremost, my heart goes out to you, but also, you know, at the same time, I would simultaneously say that, you know, people do have the capacity to change with time and also some people don't change with time and, it's honestly their loss for them not getting to know you as you blossom into your true self. And I would not, I would not let them and their opinion dictate your ability to, to transition. Um, Because if they fade away out of your life because you are being your true self, that's not very family uh, that, that's not a very family action of them. And you know, you know what I mean? If they, if they make the conscious decision to exit your life, that's a them problem. You didn't do anything. The problem is with them and not you. So do what you need to do to feel at peace and right with yourself. And if they don't jive with that, then it's honestly their loss but I definitely know the feeling of like that hollowness of like losing family and having to find and create a chosen family to fill that void. And I think that is the best advice I can give is that if the worst case scenario does come to pass, definitely lean back on your chosen family. And if you don't have one yet, I would definitely encourage you like hang out in the server, maybe get that going, start developing those relationships it's literally never too late um and those just happen organically over time if they haven't happened yet they will and just really allow yourself to be valid and don't let anyone else hold you back from that talking stick okay um yeah i don't really have any personal experience with this um just because I am cisgender and haven't had to have any conversations with my family like this before. Um, But I did have a couple of thoughts and I'm glad that you brought up that point Jazzy about um, the NFL pills. 
Um, because yeah, part of this uh, does harken back to one of the questions from last week, where it was like, well, what if what if you could take a pill to be happy with what you see in pictures? That's pretty much what we're going for here, where it's it's not about what you're, it's not only about what you're wearing. It's also about like being okay with who you are after the clothes are off as well. Um, and for some, that requires more intervention than just thinking positive thoughts about what you look like, right? Um, I, personally, if I had to have a conversation with my family about something like this, and if they thought um, that what you want to do isn't possible or um, that, you know, someone can't change their gender, I might bring about some... Uh, scientific studies, like literature on the subject, maybe some short little studies um, that you can find on like Google Scholar, or if you find a little abstract of a paper and the author is still alive. Um, unfortunately, there's some some authors that I really want the papers of who aren't alive anymore, so I can't just email them. But if they are still alive, and if they do have an email, you can usually email authors who have papers behind paywalls, and they'll just give you the papers. I've had that happen a couple of times, um, especially That's when true. I was in university and was like, I would really like to use your stuff for my paper, but it's very expensive. Do you have any alternatives? And I would ask for alternatives because, you know, I wanted to be polite. Um, and then they would just be like, oh, you know, take my paper here. I don't know why it's so expensive at this publisher. Um, but uh, having that literature that you can just like print out and put in front of them and be like, if you want to take a look at this on your own time, here's what I was able to find. And you can even go a step further and find someone who has an opposing view and find a piece of literature that opposes them. So you can be like, okay. And then the other side of the argument is that, sure, you can't change your gender. And then here is the thing that says that this person who thinks you can't change your gender is wrong. Mm -hmm. Kind of how you would do um, like a, a real um position paper an argumentative essay uh for any sort of post-secondary schooling i love how you took the very jstor answer like absolutely <laughs> yeah i gotta use my degree somehow it's true as someone who was in college i appreciate that but you know what funny yep. says absolutely true if you email an author out of academic goodwill, they will more often than not send you their work. I mean, you have to be polite, obviously, but more often than yep. not through sheer academic goodwill, they will share their findings with a fellow scholar. A fellow scholar or someone who's in a tricky predicament who wants to use their work for good. Mm -hmm. I would call mm -hmm. them a scholar. Where if you say, hey, this would really, yeah, yeah, honestly, um, but you don't have to be like in a post-secondary program to be able to access any of these things. Because mm -hmm. education is an ivory tower and I like to give people the cheat codes on how to make it not as difficult to access uh, information. So Daddy is a college professor, as I've said on the show before, and he actively sends out pirated links to the textbooks. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is the cool professor. Chaotic good. Yes. Okay. Are we ready to go to the next one? Yeah. Okay. 
this question is from the usual princess pronouns she her with a very cute profile picture and she writes dear jazzy mm-hmm. what's something that makes you smile in the cute little like mm. like smiley like the beaming emoji uh mm-hmm. my boyfriend slash daddy makes me smile and fawny makes me smile and ruka makes me <gasps> smile oh. and tonki and nif and oya they make me smile yeah and getting questions like this questions like this make me smile so thank you oh yeah that's so cute yeah <gasps> you know what made me smile really hard though what when i was at the beach today and i was wearing my hoodie and my trip pants and my combat boots i met a three-month-old that's husky. a mood yeah no that's like <laughs> totally like my vibe at the beach <laughs> summer goth um i met yep. a three-month-old husky poppy Aww. they were this big and they were so soft and their little tail was too big for their body and their ears were too big for their little head oh so precious that is way too cute yeah and they were like all excited and they were like seeing new things and see and smelling new smells and hearing new things to hear and they were learning and it was so precious and they they did the full body nuzzle against me and i died i died Mm -hmm. funny Mm -hmm. i met another jesse you did. I did. Another little baby husky. Little baby huskies make me smile. Funny what makes you smile. <laughs> you and all of my other fantastic friends. All of the people who I chat with on a regular and also infrequent basis. They all make me smile. Um, money also makes me smile. <laughs> Um, money helps me buy things that are good, um, and also keep food on the table. So makes me smile. I like potato salad. Um, also spritzing myself with this, this water right now in front of my fan. It's making me smile. I was going to say that looks really nice. And also I got to talk about Pokemon with like, I got to talk about Pokemon for like half an hour with an eight year old today. And it was fantastic. That is the exact energy I imagine you having. That makes me smile. That makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) He asked me to name all the starters from all the generations. And uh, I think his, yeah, his eyes got real big whenever I started with Charmander. And he was like, whoa, you can actually do it. And I'm like, buddy, buddy, I've been at this longer than you've been alive. You don't even know. So that was, that was the thing that made me smile. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure you'll find You want to know about missing no? I'll tell you about missing <laughs> no. <laughs> Just the idea of uh, you going off it on one of your uh, hyper fixations. I just want to hear you go off on something. When we drive to, Ke- to TeddyCon, I just, I just want to hear you talk while I drive. It'll be like a podcast. Okay. Yeah, we can even record it and be like the missing files. I've been wanting to do a special like car trip episode of just like, or car trip episode series of just us going like, just like talking in the car on the way to Teddy con and back. Yes. Yes. But I feel like you'll have a similar reaction to, um, 
the fact that I hyper fixated and like info dumped to my dad about the Warhammer table I'm building and like the type of types of wood I'm using and the cuts of what I'm using and what I'm going to do to the wood and what I'm putting on the wood and then how I'm going to fix the board and how I'm going to put little LED street lamps on the streets and power them with a model train transformer. And he was like, and he just sat there and he listened and I felt so heard and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really precious. Wholesome. That's wholesome. Back in episode 30, I think, I had a glass of vodka and I got wicked drunk and I just waxed romantic about me and my father spending time together making Warhammer models in our garage when I was like 13 and really depressed. We would like get like a box of what else and like build them and paint them together. It was really precious and really sweet. Aw, yeah. Yeah. Carpool Karaoke with Jazzy and Fawny says uh, personalities Ugh. and Jazzy Cab Confession says Maya. Uh, Carpool Karaoke, uh, I veto that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jazzy Cab Confessions, absolutely, though. Would love to do that. Should do Cash Cab Trivia. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That would be fun. I'm a fucking fiend at trivia. Me too. People don't play Jackbox uh, trivia with me anymore. Can we play Jackbox trivia? That sounds really fun. (laughs) Yes. 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 Oh, my God. And yes, Cash Cab is not just a Canadian thing. They film it in uh, Manhattan here or filmed it until it got in an accident. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we do the next one? Yeah. All right. You ready for me to start? Yes. Okie dokie. This one comes from Discord. Let's call me Joe. Pronouns he, him. Who asks, Dear Jazzy, my friend, let's call him Shane, is FTM and has been transitioning for the past few years. Originally, his former employer had said that he could get top surgery using his insurance with them, but a few months prior to the pandemic, they screwed him over and fired him without cause. Uh, parentheses, not for anything transphobic that he could tell. Just one of those company restructuring deals. And parentheses. Uh, mm-hmm. He was able to find a new job, but he is not currently out at his new company. So I don't know his insurance situation. Now that the world is opening back up, I wanted to see if he needed any help in getting funds for his surgery. However, I'm not sure what the etiquette of the situation would be. I know that this is a very sensitive topic, so I want to make sure I do it right. Do you think it's okay to ask him the status of the surgery and if he needs help funding it? Or should I just wait until he brings it up at some point and then ask him if I can help? Okay, so at his new employer, if he has insurance through his new employer, he technically does not have to disclose how he uses the insurance benefits. That would, And if that is somehow revealed to the employer, that's a HIPAA violation. So if he does have insurance, he would technically, and they do cover top surgery, he would be able to use it uh, to get his uh, top surgery with the new employer's insurance and they would not find out and they can't nix that and they don't have any say in that. That's that's between the insurance company and his general practitioner. Um, That being said, that doesn't always cover the full cost of it. So I guess the etiquette... And that would be, you know, there's 
a lot of the times people do feel a little weird about asking for help because, you know, it can be embarrassing. It can be humiliating. And sometimes what people need is to have that offer made to them. Um, and I would say like, I would just like mention it like once, just like make it available, plant the seed and then just like, don't touch it. Just be like, Hey, I know your last employer screwed you over and you were really looking forward to top surgery. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help or anything in that regard. And then just, I'd say leave it at that. And if they want to talk more, great. If not, then they won't bring it up. So that is what I would do. Um, if you feel like they've got it though, and they don't need help, I, I would just kind of leave that alone then. But there there's the worst thing they can say is no, thank you. And it never hurts mm-hmm. to ask if someone needs help. Now, if you were to go up to be like, I heard you want to cut off your boobies. I think that would be like a bit nah, but (laughs) anything short of that, I I think you're fine. Bonnie, what Mm -hmm. do you think? Uh, I think you're right on the money with this one. (laughs) Right on the money. (laughs) (laughs) Funds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it was me in this situation and I was having a hard time and it was a very personal thing and one of my good friends popped up and said, hi, I uh, just wanted to check in. I would love to help you out with this if I can, if that's what you need. Um, then that would probably be like just like a life saving moment for me. Um, and yeah, that other person can always be like, oh, I'm good. But thank you. So I would say, yeah, uh, do exactly what Jazzy says. (laughs) And I do have a little bit of skin in the game on this answer because um, I'm going to be talking to my general practitioner soon because I'm looking into getting a bilateral oreectomy, which for those who don't know, that is the surgical removal of the testes. And what that would mean for me is I would... I would get to stop taking my anti-androgen and lower my estrogen dosage, which would reduce the wear and tear on my liver and my kidneys. Um, And that's something I've been thinking about for a long time. And it's something my insurance covers, but it may not cover all of it. And so I've been in this like conundrum of like, do I ask the listeners for more? And in my heart, I say, no, I can't. I've already asked them for so much. And then also the other side of me says, but you might need help. And the other, But the other side of me once again says, they already do so much. So it really is a struggle. Um, and sometimes what you need is someone, to, someone externally to break that cycle of... Do I ask for help? I shouldn't ask for help. I need to ask for help. You can't ask for help. Someone comes in. Hey, you need help? And then the opportunity just presents itself. So I'm going to do some more thinking on this personally, but I kind of know what this person is going through in a kind of roundabout way. Roundabout? Roundabout. <laughs> I say it like in Ohio, and don't you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, gotta love that lake accent. I love when people are are able to place me in Cleveland based on my lake accent. It's actually really funny. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm ready to go to the next one. Did you have anything to wrap this one up? I think we're well covered. Wonderful. Unlike me, I am mostly undressed because it's so friggin' hot. But we stand this. Yeah. And for the next one, you are the reader. I am the reader on this one. Okay. This is from Jamie Bell Pronouns She Her. Dear Jazzy, is taking pictures of my princess parts with a Game Boy camera, printing them out with a Game Boy printer, and sharing them with my friends a good way to spread my nudes from JB wiping cum out of a cartridge slot. Um, so I'm going to get on my nerd horse here for a second and say the Game Boy printer shoots in such a low resolution and in monochrome that any orifice that you take a picture of is going to come out so distorted and fucked it might not be hot anymore unless someone is into digital distortion and black and white photography that has about four pixels Uh, when it comes to printing it out with a game boy printer the rolls of carbon like contact heat paper for that are so rare and I don't know if people are making more for them. So if you feel like you can justify using a diminishing resource to print out pictures of your pussy, go for it. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Uh, Wait, it's a thermal printer. So wouldn't you be able to use any old run-of-the-mill receipt paper from a thermal printer? Like, just cut it down to size? One would think, but this is Nintendo we're talking about. Friggin' Nintendo. Friggin' Nintendo. Honestly, I don't have the knowledge on the Game Boy printer. I just know that it exists, and you can use it to print out cards from the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Color. Uh, That's all I know about it. I've never owned one, so I could not tell you one way or another if you can hack in your own material into it. I'm actually uh, doing a little research on this right now and i will have an answer um yes. unless someone else also wants to research this while you do that um oh i'm sorry go for ahead. for as for uh jamie bell's original question uh that is a great way to put your nudes out there uh especially for people with vivid imaginations because the less you see the more you think right yeah so you can play connect the dots i mean to make the <laughs> genitals yeah in a roundabout way yep um i i highly support this endeavor that is a good use of your printer paper this sounds like a patreon and i want to be on those are my thoughts that's it <laughs> <laughs> yep can you imagine a whole genre of porn that's captured exclusively with like a dsi camera oh my god oh gods so yeah um the whole idea of taking pictures with your Game Boy printer, it reminds me of how I really want to scan my princess parts and like 3D print it and offer it as merch. <laughs> Although inserting resin into your body is not 
safe and printing it with a FDM printer would leave like jaggy lines and everything. And it just wouldn't be comfortable. I already have one buyer in the chat. Fuck yes. If I can find a way to 3d print silicone or make a safe way to clone my penis for everyone's enjoyment, I will somehow make that happen. Uh, so as I was thinking, regular printer paper, regular thermal printer paper um, can be used in the Game Boy printer. But because of the nature of receipt paper, it will eventually degrade over time to just be blank again. And if you um, subject it to heat, like if you leave it on uh, your windowsill or anywhere like in the sun or put it on your stove, uh, it'll turn black. So huh. beware. But it is possible. Once it fades to white. That would be like the long form Snapchat of nudes. Yes. Oh my God. And you can mail them to other people. (laughs) I think we uncovered all. And they would eventually disappear. Yes. It's just like Snapchat. (laughs) Yep. But my question, can you use faded out receipt paper and can you reprint on it if it's not like crumply bumply? Yes. (gasps) Oh. Oh, that's so cool. Why are we throwing all the receipts away when we could recycle them? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic question. Let's do the next one. All right. Okay, it's my turn to read, I think. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. So this is... Baby Summer Girl, pronoun she, her, uh, who asks, Dear Jazzy, as a truck driver, I only get two nights a week at home. And because the industry is so masculine, I don't put forward the effort to present feminine. Also, because I have a co-driver, I don't get a lot of little time either. Uh, Hang on. Sorry, I got to parse this one, this one part. Oh, am I invalidating myself by not presenting the way I feel? And how would you handle having limited access to little? Well... I don't think you're invalidating yourself by not presenting the way you feel. I think, you know, I think it might be coming from a place where you're not out and you want to remain safe. And I think that in and of itself is its own brand of valid. One does not have to present in order to be trans. And that is something I believe very strongly in. And since I do not have a very femme appearance and I actually recently came out on Twitter as like femby kind of like demi girl non-binary, but also she, her and on a low key, they, them and everything. So official announcement. Yeah. So one does not have to present in order to be valid. And if you do not feel ready to come out to your co-driver, that is perfectly okay. Just do it in your own time whenever you feel safe to do so. When it comes to not having little gear on the road, um, that that's rough. Um, I know that some trucks have cabs um, ab- or like little bunks above uh, the cab. And if you're able to crawl up there and get some alone time, maybe you can have some in there. But I found that when I was in, when I was like stuck in a lecture or still living with my parents and I wasn't able to, uh, have any gear or anything. I found that, um, like closing my eyes and visualizing and placing myself in 
a sort of space and just using my imagination to construct where I want to be, what I want to be doing with whom I want to be doing it with where, when, and just like constructing that scenario in my mind and like within my mind palace to steal a term from, from Hannibal, it was like a really good escape for me, especially, you know, like I said, when I was stuck in a class and I couldn't do anything about it, I could just go elsewhere. And that is a skill that you do have to develop and everything because the more one uses their imagination, the more vibrant and real it does get. Um, And I think the other thing would be if you're able to take out your phone or if you have a laptop with you, one thing I'd recommend is start RPing with someone or start writing a story. And then that way you can create Mm -hmm. a world in which you can place yourself through your screen and you can exist there using only your device and you can share it with someone only with your device while still being covert and not having to have any gear on the road with you. In you know, that's another thing I did when I was with my band is I obviously couldn't bring any diapers or my passies with me on the road. And it was really uncomfy because I was sleeping on top of my amps, but that's how, you know, I got, you know, what I needed in order to keep going. That's how I got my required little time to feel stable as a human being is I would like text with uh, my little friends and I would just get those hits of little dopamine as needed. And I was working on a story while I was laying in the van and everyone was asleep or driving or before we would get to a show or during sound check or while we were waiting for the other openers to finish before we would go on. That's what we would, that's what we would do. And I, and I was other than that, I was stuck in the van with like, (laughs) with three dudes going from city to city playing shows. And, um, so I definitely didn't live, uh, the, the nomadic lifestyle of a trucker. Um, I got to flirt with it a bit in my time with the band, but I never lived it fully. So I can't speak to your experience, but I hope that, you know, my similar experience can offer some like tips and tricks as it were talking stick. Mm-hmm. Um, my preliminary thought on this one, um, after I say that's a fantastic answer, Jazzy, I love every bit of that. Oh, thank you. Um, my preliminary thought on this is that, if you need like a physical, tangible um, thing um, to, you know, make you feel little, you could potentially have a truck mascot who also doubles as your your little stuffy, right? Like if you want a that. little kitty stuffy. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be weird to have like your little cuddle buddy who also just happens to be your truck mascot who goes everywhere with you. Um, and I've seen that before, like... Truckers have weird shit that they just like to put in their trucks, right? Um, like the thing that you can move to truck to truck that also uh, that always makes it your truck. Um, and I don't think anyone would bat an eye on, at that, honestly. Where someone's just like, oh, what's with the kitty plushie? You could just be like, oh, it's my mascot. That's Susan. She goes everywhere with me. And also it's like And you can business. leave it at that and it's not really weird anymore. Yeah. But people are curious and 
you can answer however you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but they generally won't uh, won't bat an eye if you give them just like a little bit of information that saves the curiosity. That's my truck mascot. It's in all my trucks. Um, her name is Susan. <laughs> no, I want a cat named Susan. A little kitty plushie named Susan. Oh, this is what my an- imagination does to me. Yeah. Uh, Summer in yeah. the chat says, thank you so much. Definitely makes me feel much better. And we're so glad. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You deserve your little time, honestly. Yeah. Um, everyone deserves just like the, their meditation time, honestly. Like your little spaces is akin to meditation and it's very healthy. Um, and then Jazzy was saying about stories earlier. And uh, if I was going to be writing stories to kind of help me get into a little space uh, and just like help me feel more at ease with myself, um, I personally wouldn't share them with anyone. And that's totally okay. Like, you could be like, here's a secret DeviantArt account that I upload all my stories to. Or you could just be like, and these only exist in my password-locked notes. Um, Both options, totally good. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It can be as open or as closed as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm good to go on to the next question, if you are. I am, too. All right. This is from... <laughs> yes. This is from Meowgical Nanga Meowgical Nangel Co. I'm going to assume that that's a Neon Genesis Evangelion reference, and if so, that's awesome. Uh, dear Jazzy Splashy Pals, that's precious. I've recently been invited to mm-hmm. a beach get together for my friend's birthday. How fun. Uh, what could I wear that isn't too revealing, but is still a little girly and and cute so far i'm at a bikini top tank top and board shorts thank you uh from ko who isn't actually a fan of the beach pronouns she heard that's a crying shame because i love the beach <laughs> once you know i can see the beach from my new house <laughs> i like the beach um so as someone who does not present hyper femme i usually go with bikini top and board shorts um, that is usually like my go-to or like a sports bra and board shorts. Uh, and what's great about one of those is you can wear a cutoff or a tank top and you get that side boob goodage with wearing oh, board yes. shorts. And frankly, I think girls that wear board shorts are like so hot. So like do it. <laughs> There's such like a powerful energy about like a femme presenting person. In board shorts, just ugh, mm, yum. Sorry, sorry. I I'm getting flustered. Oh, you're so cute. I, uh... Also, Personalius is pointing out splashy pals, and all I can imagine is just like my persona, like splishy splashing in like a kiddie pool full of ice, because that's what you do to help huskies mm-hmm. cool down in the summer. And like little water wings. That's so cute. But yeah, that's my fashion advice. Board shorts, tank top, or a cutoff, and your uh, booby holster. Mm -hmm. That is a very good option. Um, I got an ad on one of my social media sites the other day for a modest swimwear company, uh, which is fantastic. I kind of want one of these just for the sun protection. Um. 
but also because sometimes I want to show off my tum and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have the cutest, like, full top swimwear on this one website that I'll link in Jazzy's Discord. Um, just because, like, in I hope Discord. they're not problematic. So I don't want to link them. <laughs> yeah. In our Discord. Um, and they've got these great... Yeah. Um, and they've got these great, like, tank tops, sleeved tops, skirt bottoms. I love skirt bottoms so much. And they've got, like, the ruched sides on some of the tops so that they're nice and flattering. And I just, I think these are also a great option. Oh, those are But also board shorts. Oh, these are lovely. I love the necklines on these. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need to make a purchase. I'm going to need some of these because this is absolutely like, this is absolutely everything I love because I'm very self-conscious about my tongue and my arms. And this covers not only my tongue, but also all of my arms while also showing off my boobs and my thighs. So this is literally fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are really good. I like these. Um, what would you even call them? Like, they look like something that you would wear to go surfing. Yeah, they look like surf suits. I think. They're like long sleeve yeah. pieces. Yeah. And, and oh my god, all these pieces from Modley are super duper cute. Hashtag not sponsored, but we could be. But also, these are really cute. I love the gingham. There's the Zoe crop swim tops that I'm looking at right now, which mm-hmm. is also on sale. I'm going and to... their sizing is incredibly inclusive. Like I'm seeing like 3X, 6X, like, wow. Yeah, I see 6X on this one. That's really, really cool. I like this one in particular. Mm-hmm. The loose, loose fit Maya swim top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, big yawn. Uh, Seven. I think that's all I've got for uh, swimwear questions. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Uh, next one is all you. Kidoki. Okay. Ooh, okay. This one's... Uh, do we want to read both parts kind of at the same time? Because one is uh, awful. <laughs> yes. Uh but I guess, yeah, we'll start off uh, at the very top with Jamie Bell asking, Dear Jazz and the gang, I want to have my face sat on by a wonderfully attractive, parentheses, and dominant, and parentheses, person in my life, but I've heard horror stories about people getting their neck broken while having this done. Oof. Is there any tips for preventing that? Would the safest bet to be to avoid this altogether and leave face sitting in the realm of smut? Uh, I'm incredibly curious and want your thoughts uh, from Hot Butt Miami. She, her. Good username. Uh, the simple answer to this is you should not keep it in the realm of lutes and you can do it in real life safely. Just have proper neck support. Uh, really good, safe way to do this. Get a travel pillow, put it underneath, and it creates good support for your neck to like cushion into. As long as there's somewhere for your neck and face to go, you won't break your neck. Also have like tap like tappy safe words like so like three taps means get off two taps means come down more as long as you have proper neck support and a safety system 
and 911 on speed dial, you should be good to go. Mm hmm. Oh, God, it's the second part. Uh, yeah, for for face sitting. Yes. Uh, as long as, you know, you're not like bouncing up and down on the person or uh, as long as you don't have like their head over the end of the bed or wherever they're laying down, it should be totally fine. Um. And if you are worried, you can always do it on a solid surface to start out and see how you feel after that. Um, just so that you don't have that uh, option of pushing their head down too far. But yeah, the the physical um, safe word is, uh, is always a very good thing to have in, in situations like this. Or even if like you have an object in their hand that if they drop it, like put a jingle bell in their hand. And if they drop the jingle bell, then you know that they need to be given air. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Have a long straw, put it in your mouth. If you're afraid of not being able to breathe and breathe through the straw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, the second part is cursed. But you want me to go on to this next part? Um, yeah, we have okay. to answer it. Jamie yeah. Bell is uh, Jamie Bell's back at it again, asking, "Dear Jazz Crew, should I buy this uh, from JB at McDonald's?" And do you want to give um, us some alt text here. It is a cursed image. Of, I do. It's it's a hand on a white background holding a large purple butt plug. This butt plug is probably about as long as this person's hand from wrist to fingertip. And it is like a clear jelly and you can see it with a face and also another image uh, without a face. The face is Grimace, the McDonald's mascot. Yep. Yep. Grimace, the big purple fuck from McDonald's, whom I don't Jamie. want anywhere near my butt. Jamie. Don't. Buy this. Get it out of the market and destroy it. <laughs> Throw it into the fire. Throw it into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> Rid Middle Earth of this dirge. Oh my god. Yeah, Lord. uh no thanks. <laughs> Never <Good>. again. <laughs> Never again. Fuck me. Okay, good god. This next question is yawn number eight. <sighs> I'm telling y'all, if you don't want to be bone ass tired, don't buy a house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Manic Pixie Panda, pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzmaster, Mick Mud Pup, and Fashionista Fawny. As someone not very involved in the LGBTQ plus communities online or IRL, I want I want to ask your opinion on calling individuals of any pronoun slash identity guys, such as, hey guys, or dude, or like, oh, geez, dude. Love, pixie emoji, panda emoji. Um, this is actually why I've taken up saying y'all, and not because it's a regional thing. Um, a lot of people for a long time was just like, oh, y'all's for hicks, which I say... That is classist and shitty. Y'all is the absolute best way to refer to a group of compatriots in a gender neutral manner. Cause it's literally a contraction of you all. 
that's how I refer to it. Instead of dude, um, I forget what I've been switching to, but I definitely, it took me some time to work dude out of my vernacular. Um, so in where I would say OGs, dude, I just say like OGs. Or if it's like one of my friends, I unironically have taken up saying comrade as a gender neutral. Um, but when it comes to um, going with guys or dudes, if it's a group of guys and dudes, sure. If you're with a femme person who is okay with dudes, guys, sure. If you're with an MB person, that's fine with that, sure. If you're with someone who is not cool with that, I would just follow their lead. Uh, if someone's not cool with it, they will let you know. And if you're not sure, you can always ask them. Uh, when when the situation comes up, like, oh, geez, and then halt and be like, are you okay with male-centric pejorative names like guy or dude? And then they'll tell you and you go from there. That's how I do it personally. Uh, and I'm going to talking stick to Fani. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, me personally, as a as a, a cis femme person, whenever someone's like bruh or dude or fella or guy with me, I'm just like, ha, funny. But that's because like it's never been an issue for me before. Opinion on calling individuals of any pronoun uh, guys or dude? Um, yeah, honestly, asking is a okay. Um, and I mean, if someone's going to be upset with you asking, I think they need to reorganize their priorities on what they want to be upset with because you're trying to be really nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I guess that's it for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have more. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's, you know, just follow follow what someone is and is not comfortable with. That's like the, the biggest thing. Best thing to do is ask if you're not sure. Uh, Fani, we do not do this often and I'm going to make an editing mark at this timestamp. Uh, would everyone be okay if we were to take a brief, like five, 10 minute break? Cause I'm out of water and I need to use the bathroom super quick. Uh, Fani, are you cool with that? Yep. Okay. Uh, everyone, uh, Dear Jazzy will be back in 10-ish minutes. See you then. And now you're stuck with me and only, oh, and my undressed mannequin. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that she was makey like this entire time. Oops. (laughs) Yeah, restroom, what is that? Um... I suppose I can just like work on putting more pins in this. This is eventually going to be the top of the dress that I'm making. This is the inside of it. You can tell because it's kind of ugly. And I've got one sleeve pinned in place that has to be sewn on via the inside. And the other sleeve will be pinned in here so that it can be sewn on. Um, I hope this is interesting to at least one of you. I love sewing content on YouTube. I cannot get enough of it. Like just before this, I was watching Kathy Hay talk about the peacock dress that she's making. And this project is incredible. Like she's reconstructing a 100 year old dress 
with new material just based on like looking at this thing for a long ass time and figuring out how it was made and the whole process of how she's doing this just blows my mind because this thing is like in a museum in a glass case and she was allowed to like take a look at it close up like once and just use historical context clues to figure out how all the pieces are shaped and what the materials are to be able to create kind of a one-to-one reconstruction of what it looked like mind blown um and if you want to go down like a fashion historical fashion recreation yeah recreation rabbit hole i highly recommend kathy hay she's a lovely lovely person um there's also way more historical fashion and costuming youtubers that are just so fascinating and have really cool things to say even if i don't understand all of it um like morgan donner um and bernadette banner and uh rachel maxi um prior attire also makes really cool videos oh and there's um there's a lady who talks about um black history in historical uh historical costuming um her name is not your mama's history and she's had a um series on enslaved people recently that's been uh fairly eye-opening um at least for me because we don't really talk about the civil war era in canada that much like we've got kind of our own problems that we touch on in schools not very well seems um and i would recommend like just looking up not your mama's history oh so is also really cool her name is like christine but the first part is so as in sewing um she is a doctor uh who also makes incredible costumes and just watching her is very cool and relaxing i love having her on as like background noise oh yeah and i finished off these sleeves today while i was at work i just i just sit and sew while i wait for people to come around at the market so i just like just whip stitched all that and yeah when i'm not talking to eight-year-olds about pokemon i am just making things i made an apron a while back that i still need to get good photos of and that was pretty cute it was a heart bib apron you know teddy con is still like five months away or something like that but i'm already planning for it like i already have like half my outfits picked out does anyone else have like outfits picked out for like events coming up later like way later yeah yeah like they're gonna have a ton of things to go do um and person alias that is a good lofty goal um i wish you luck but also i will still love you even if you don't even if i will still love you if you gain weight you'll be good all around lord knows i've gained weight and i'm not trying to lose it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, my uh, savings for TeddyCon is uh, robust. It's like the most expensive thing I've ever saved up for. No, my car was slightly more expensive than what TeddyCon is going to be. Yeah, that's, yeah. I also kind of did that. Like, I used to have an addiction to um, Tim Horton's uh, iced cappuccinos. And those things are like 600 calories each. Which is, for those who care about calories, um, it's quite a bit. For those who do not want to hear about calories, don't even worry about it. Your body burns so many in a day, it's fine. You are allowed a treat. They really were. Um, I can't have them anymore just because, like, the sugar and the caffeine made me want them all the time. I want to make these the same, but I was an idiot and I didn't pre-measure what I'm doing. Hey, whoppers are good. As I said, you are allowed a treat. You are allowed many treats. Being a human is tough. I had like two popsicles today. That's fine. I also had like half a sleeve of Girl Guide cookies and a croissant Denver sandwich, which is just a butter and croissant and egg and fatty meats. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, I'm looking at probably about. I've got a little ruler and I had put some stitches in this sleeve to help me fit it into the armhole because it was a little too big. So I just put some stitches in and then as I was pinning, I would pull these stitches so it would kind of tighten up. Um, oh, that would be nice. Oof, ouch. We're now in gay wrath month, so. Live it for as long as you can. Uh, I think we'll do five and a half. Five and a half inches. So it's going to be. Do, 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 do. What is half of five and a half? Half of five and a half is two and three quarter. Yep. Two and three quarter. So I measure off my half mark here. Two and three quarter inches, and that is where I start. I've got my needle all threaded up. Math's hard. <laughs> Pride Month two, Rainbow Boogaloo. Pride Month two, Return of ooh, Pride Month. Hello. Yes. Or just do the aliens route and just Pride Months. Pluralize it. Ooh, have you ever heard about wugs? wugs? I was talking to a friend about wugs today. What's a wug? Yeah, like the linguistic. Uh, it's a linguistic tool for um, figuring out how early in a child's language development they'll figure out how to pluralize things and which way they pluralize them. Huh. Um, where like they'll be shown this. Uh, picture of a made-up creature called a wug 
and it kind of looks like a lemon with an eye and legs, um, almost like a bird. And they'll be okay. shown a wug and told this is a wug. And then they'll be shown two of these things and they'll uh, they will be told now there are two of them. There are two blank and the child has to fill in what their pluralized form of this set is. Ah, to see okay. like even if they haven't explicitly been taught that in English uh, S is usually how you pluralize things. Um, children can usually just from context clues from things that they've picked up everywhere. Uh, they'll usually just put an S on the end. There are two bugs. It's a very cool linguistics tool. That is cool. My mom is a speech pathologist. I'm going to tell her about the wug if she is not already aware of the wug. Oh, she knows about it. Oh, she knows about it. Linguist, um, there was a linguistic. Yeah. Um, wugs are like one of the most common things that uh, linguists talk about in like their early years of school. Um, and often whenever they have to like go do lab projects and stuff like that like go do the practical work they will be set up with a child um and ask them about wugs they'll do the wug test huh just to kind of be like this is how you do linguistic research i want to see what a wug looks like they're so cute oh my god they are cute this is a wug This is really, really cute. Why is it called a wug, though? It's just a made-up word so that uh, a child is not um, just using something that they might already know about. Oh, I see. So I'm going to share a picture of a, a flock of wugs. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to use that little clip. Uh, for our like little outro not necessarily blooper but definitely going to be the the <laughs> the outro segment <laughs> you can also leave in where i said math is hard <laughs> <laughs> oh that that doesn't count we're not back yet <sighs> okay i'm ready Okey to get dokey. I'm ready to Miss get back Yanni into pants. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did I break the jazzy? You did. I got blushy halfway through. Okay. Oh, it doesn't count. Not back yet. <sighs> okay. Now we're back. Okay. We did that question. Okay. And we're back. Fonny, do you want to take this next question? I sure do. This one's also by Jamie Bell, um, who asks, Dear Jazzcast, legit question this time. I've been on Titty Skittles for a few months now. God, I love that term, Titty Skittles. So good. Oh, nothing gets better than that. Uh, antihistamines is also one of my favorites. <laughs> antihistamines yep. is really um, good. <laughs> yeah. And I also have a few formal events coming up once things open up in a little... Uh, more thanks to everyone getting vaccinated. I didn't think my boobs had grown that much, 
but none of my button-up shirts stay buttoned up over my chest anymore, and I know it's only a matter of time before they won't be buttonable at all. For Jazzy especially, uh, parentheses, Delfani, you're welcome to answer too, as I know you know clothes well, parentheses. Uh, what are some tips for shopping clothes that look good, formal, and dare I say formally good and sexy that will accommodate for my growing bosom, at least for a reasonable bit? Best, JB, also confused by bra sizing. You and me both. Yeah, <laughs> bra sizing is a thing. Um, I think the first piece of advice is this really caught me off guard. Just be nice to yourself while you're growing. I went from a size medium shirt to now I wear like a unisex medium shirt. Now I wear a unisex 2XL just because I have D tits, 42 Ds. And they take up a lot of space in a unisex t-shirt. So before you start being mean to yourself, just know that your boobs accommodate a ton of space in your top. But when it comes to finding pieces that are... Number nine, y'all number nine. That look good, look formal, (laughs) look sexy... I always go to Torrid. Torrid has never steered me wrong. That's where Love my Torrid. It's so good. So good. It's where my dresses are from. It's where my professional wardrobe is from. It's where a lot of my casual business, casual pieces are from. Obviously my day to day wear is goth wear. Like I said, I went to the beach in a hoodie and trench coat and like uh, trip pants and combat boots. That's like my everyday aesthetic. But when it comes to, like, putting myself together, Torrid has literally never steered me wrong. I just went uh, out to a bar, uh, a fairly, like, nice, like, rooftop bar in downtown Cleveland with my parents over uh, the past week. And I wore a Torrid dress that Ruka gave me. So much of (laughs) my wardrobe is Torrid. And I can't recommend enough. Again, not sponsored, but we should be (laughs) because we stand Torrid on the show here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to bra sizing, uh, in my experience, Victoria's Secret is super trans affirming and very, very nice. I, I do want to say that like they can be hit or miss. Um Victoria's yeah. Secret uh is great if you already know your size and you have the time to try on a whole bunch of different sizes. And your local Victoria's Secret uh, offers ex- like their extended sizes in store. Um, so it's worth it to shop around. I do like a bunch of their pieces and I wear them on a regular basis. Um, but it does take time to figure out where you fit in and which stores um, have your stuff. Absolutely. One thing I will say, their panties are so comfortable. And you can usually get them in yeah. like a bundle like they always go on sale all the time and they're so comfy and they're so cute and my boyfriend really likes them for me and it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah it's nice i've absolutely yeah. worn them for the patreon before wink so that is our recommendation Fonny. any anything come to mind in regards to that uh for button-ups um not staying buttoned um taylor's like if you go to a seamstress or a tailor, um, they would be probably very happy to like put little hooks and eyes, just like a little loop and a hook uh, in between some of your buttons to just add some strength to them so that they stop popping open. 
Um, and they may also very cheaply just let out your shirts um, kind of where they need to be let out, which is just like in the underarm area so that you've got more room around your bust. Um, and then Torrid is fantastic for uh, anyone who has their size starting in like a ladies extra large. Um, I used to love them in the bits and pieces. Now I've sized it of them. Like they don't they don't carry smalls and mediums. <laughs> it's true. Which is fantastic for all of y'all. I love them. Yeah. Um and bra sizing is a um that's that's a confusing land of uh sometimes disappointment. But uh, if you have a uh gender affirming boutique around you, like a proper like old school ladies lingerie boutique, like they carry like Wonderbra and Calvin Klein, like all the sort of, um, the old I guard. guess, middle-aged lady brands. Uh, the people there, yes, the old guard, they know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, the ladies there would probably be incredibly happy to help you figure out exactly what size or size range you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if stores... Um, you can do... always like, look oh, up sorry, reviews... Oh, I was just going to say, like, if you're kind of curious on uh, what sort of establishment this boutique is, uh, you can always look at reviews and see if people have said that they're rude or not. Indeed. And it's also very... Ted! <sighs> also very dependent on the area so good you live counting. in. I went to 10! Yeah. We got 10 yawns! Yeah, give it up for 10 yawns! Uh, definitely depends least, uh, on the area. Yeah. At least no one's like counting your yawns and saying, oh, you get this many spanks for as, as many yawns as you do on the podcast. Kinda. I would totally do that. That'd, that'd be, be fun. F- that'd be fucking exhausting. Not just the spanks. <laughs> I really like the spanks, but I definitely just like, oh, you yawn. No, you have to get spankies on camera. <laughs> oh, God. No, I would wait till after. Yeah, no, it's just like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want with my body, actually. <laughs> yeah. The best way to get me to not do something is to tell me to do something. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> All right. Shall we go to the next one? Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. This one's for you. I stifled that one. Doesn't count. this is from aether the dumb deer pronouns he him they them dear jazz and fawn i'm kind of new here welcome so i'll keep it relatively light until i integrate myself more into the community nonsense hit us with your best shot have you both Mm -hmm. ever had an issue that hindered yourself from making friends for example insecure about how people feel about you or maybe an insecurity about your voice and how it sounds in voice calls and if you have, how did you conquer those insecurities? Fonny, I'm going to let you answer this one first because I feel that my voice has been very dominant in this episode. So I'm going to give you the talking stick first. I mean, honestly, I've been kind of like uh, relieved because it's so hot that I'm like brain boiling. Oh, um, no. But yeah, I, I can answer this one. Uh, yes, I have absolutely had trouble making friends before, uh, believe it or not. Um, all through like elementary and high school, 
I was an insecure little monster. Um, first, I didn't know what boundaries were. Um, so I would make a lot of people uncomfortable and uh, just kind of like got that backlash and bullying and uh, kind of thought that it was all my fault and that I was a terrible human being. And so I like lost all my self. Um, and it took a long time for that self-esteem to come back. But, you know, now that I'm uh, totally cool with just like getting out there and talking to people and um, just like collecting all the friends that I can like if all the friends that I've made here were badges on like a, a girl guide sash, I would need multiple girl guide sashes. Um, it's been fantastic. They just, y'all are so cool. Um, but getting over that insecurity about myself uh, did take a lot of time. And it did take a lot of self-motivation to just go do things. Um Getting out into my physical community, like going to see people in real life and uh, joining a hobby group that met up on a regular basis uh, was probably the biggest thing that helped me. Just like seeing the same people over and over again and being able to talk about something other than myself, like being able to just talk about my hobby um, with all these people who also had this shared thing that they could also just talk about and you could ask each other questions like, Oh, that's a cool dress that you're wearing. When did you get that? Um, and so you've got this kind of like automatic, uh, conversation starter in a hobby group. Um, and there's lots of people who do this for board games and other tabletop games like, um, star Wars X wing. We've got groups for that. Um, and all the people that I've met through like the X wing groups are pretty chill folks um you play and it's really cool to like see them just hang out they're not always uh i am around x-wing because tabletop gaming is my day job true true so i just i know the people who play it yeah gotcha gotcha (laughs) i know a lot of people who play D &D, um and D &D groups like just the the groups that um go through meetup.com and just kind of organize even though they weren't friends previously, um, you see a lot of them also just become friends afterwards because like they're talking about the characters, they're talking about uh, game mechanics and story elements and stuff like that. And then they start talking about uh, themselves. Um, I'd say my advice is uh, if you have a hobby or an interest in something, find a local group for it. Absolutely. On the other foot, if you're like me and you're kind of sort of agoraphobic and extremely introverted, um, it's it can be challenging. And I would say find your group of people, find your hobby group online, because online Mm -hmm. you can hide behind your profile picture and you can hide behind your keyboard and your screen. Don't use that for evil. But if you're agoraphobic like me, you have a physical internet boundary between you and the rest of humanity. I've tried to go to game jams. I've tried to go to like little hacker and meetups. I've tried to go to maker spaces. And I mean, I belong in those spaces because I know what I'm doing and I participate in those creative activities, but I get so awkward and so quiet. And I just, I get overwhelmed And Mm -hmm. the reason why I don't play competitive magic anymore and the reason why I don't play competitive Warhammer 
is because at every single magic tournament I went to, I got so scared and so nervous and like such a pit in my stomach that I would get migraines because I would get paired up against an opponent and have to go find them, sit down across from them, ask them not to touch my cards and then interact with them and also tell them they're not allowed to cast their spells because I'm a dirty blue mage. And that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. But it's, it's scary. And, you know, I feel like this is really informed by my trauma and my experiences um, growing up and everything. And I'm very much like, I'm very much a person who, if I want to go out, I have to go out with someone. I can't go out alone. I have to go with someone or I stay home or often my weekends are, I stay in like in and I go out on the town in something like final fantasy or in second life. And we like go to the casino. We try on new outfits and we do all that fun stuff with our characters and it's different and it's safer, like emotionally and in like a weird way. Um, when it comes to insecurities, um, absolutely. Yes. Especially in voice calls because the voice that comes through discord is an abstraction of what your voice actually is. And if you hear your voice echo through on the other end of the line and it sounds like three octaves lower, that's a further abstraction that goes through their speakers and then bounces off the wall. Another abstraction comes back into their mic, another abstraction and comes out your end, another abstraction, which is why if you hear your own echo through a voice call, it sounds so deep. Your voice is not that deep in real life. I promise you. But if someone gives you shit about your voice in a voice call, it can be absolutely crushing. And that's why I only try to, well, A, I don't use Discord all that much outside of this server, the Sophie and Pudding server, and then my family server. I'm not in many other servers except to get pings and updates. But if you do want to join a server, like I'm in a couple 40k servers, I'm in a RuneScape server, make sure that they're transaffirming and they have a diversity statement in their rules. They say something like, like black lives matter or like trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary people are valid. If they say any of those things, it's going to be a bit safer. And if someone decides to be a dick to you, you can go ping admin tap, tap, tap. That's a rule. And if the admin doesn't want to, follow their own rules you can skadoodle right the fuck out of there and you know mm-hmm. that is one of the main reasons why finding that i try to curate this server so people can feel safe no matter the stage they're at in their transitions or how they feel about their voices at all so you don't have to fear ridicule because gamer culture is so gross and so toxic And nerd culture is very, very, very toxic and gross and transphobic and queerphobic and all all sorts of is and isms and phobics. So being able to create a space where you can feel safe is very, very important to us. So if you want to start working on that, 
you can do it here. You can ask us to ping at everyone to get an event started. And you can start working on that here. Um, in terms of how we specifically conquered uh, insecurities, I, I conquered a lot of it. Um, well, I conquered my vocal dysphoria by doing the show. And yeah, uh, but when it came to public speaking, I conquered that when I was in the band because that's what taught me how to stand in front of a crowd and realize that they don't care what we do on stage. They just care that we do something on stage. They, they came to see us and the, the one note mistake that you make, they don't care because they're there for the show. And you're, if you give them a show, they're happy. They don't care. They care a lot less than you think. And that's how I'm able to sit up here in an audience that's in the double digits week over week over week and yawn openly into the mic and not feel like any sort of way about it. Like, I don't even edit those out anymore because it's just like, meh, fuck it. I'm a professional and confident in myself and people are clearly coming back for the show. So it doesn't matter. So... I think and most the, people find it funny <laughs> and most people find it funny. And now it's a running gag and it's yeah. part of the show. Exactly. So that's how I conquered my insecurities. I'm still really working on the agoraphobia piece because it is very linked to my dysphoria. So I think that's going to take some more time on the couch and I'll keep y'all updated on how that goes. It should be noted. I feel a lot less agoraphobic when I'm at a convention because I know that everyone there is for a similar purpose and it's all like-minded. Whereas if I go to the mall, people are looking at me because I'm weird. Whereas if I look weird, quotation marks to the camera at a convention, no one looks at me because it's just, oh yeah, sure. That person looks like that. We're at a convention. Everyone looks weird. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Funny. What you got? Uh, you were the one who answered this one second. <laughs> I I really I like your answer, honestly. Um, oh, I, boy, the agoraphobia and like the fact that some people um still have or like just just have um major anxieties about going to see people face to face. Just like totally went right over my head so i'm really glad that you were there to pick that one up for me um and i i do hope that uh either that you're able to find your people um like i hope that you're able to find like the group that you vibe with the most um and we're really happy that you're here we are we're really really happy that you're here all right fani this is our last question mm -hmm. Want to do it up? Ooh, I do. All right. And I'll tie it up with a big old bow. Cute. Okie dokie. This one is from Manic Pixie Panda, which is a fantastic name, by the way. I love that to bits and pieces. Um, she, her, who writes, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, I'm sitting here in front of my bin with all my perler beads and sticker books and juice boxes and stuffies. And instead of diving into it with excitement, I'm just staring blankly, opening my phone back up instead. I want these things to bring me joy so badly, but I can't muster up the strength to even try and see if they will. It's not burnout. And I've been too depressed to practice little space for a long time. Maybe I've never even, maybe I never even have. Uh, so much of it is untouched, unopened, still wrapped. 
It's almost like ever since I found out that I'm a little or identify as one, I've been collecting stuff for months on end, expecting to eventually feel safe and content enough to put it into practice. At first, I just thought it it was that I was still living with my abuser and could never, ever, never, ever get little or feel safe with him. But I'm six months into moving out of the apartment we shared and back into my parents' house where I'm definitely safe, but still don't feel if I can be little. I have a lock on my bedroom door and I'll use a passy and snuggle stuffy sometimes, but that's it. I feel like a fake. Is it depression? Did I convince myself that I was a little and hyperfixate and buy a bunch of stuff and not that it comes to doing the activities? I realized that this isn't really me. Why was I so excited about the prospect of little activities in the first place if I'm not? Sad face emoji. Love, Manic Pixie Panda with a pixie emoji. Well, Manic Pixie Panda pronouns she, her. It sounds to me like if you're bundling up with the stuffy and enjoying your passy sounds very validly little to me. <laughs> that sounds very little to me. And even if you weren't doing that, yeah, still sounds little to me. You know, we talk about how dysphoria is not a prerequisite for being trans. Being able to access little space is not a prerequisite for being a little on in kind of the same way. Um, a lot of people have a lot of trouble accessing their little space. For me, it's very, very easy because I've been, you know, in touch with that for over a decade and it's been like, you know, my, my life and it, and as everyone knows, I live at 24 seven and it's like, it's a thing and it's very easy for me to, well, I don't even slip into it. I kind of like slip out into like functioning adult and then my standard baseline is feeling small to varying degrees. So, and I think the biggest part of getting into little space, because you've identified it's not burnout. Uh, when you're depressed, it absolutely can be harder. And that's absolutely valid. Um, when you're depressed, um, I'll, I'll speak from my experience here. When I'm depressed, things don't feel good. Things don't necessarily feel bad, but things definitely don't feel good. And sometimes the absence of good is the presence of bad. And, you know, when you're depressed, it, it takes the taste out of the foods you like. It takes the, the scent out of the smells you like. It takes the fun out of the activities you like. And it really just kind of numbs you and it's isolating and cold and it doesn't feel good. And I absolutely still get that way at times, but now I have years of therapy and antidepressants and tools I can use to help with that. But I still get that way. And I always will because it's a genetic thing for my family and it's just something I'll live with. And, but I've learned to, live with it I've learned to cope with it and it's just part of who I am and I know how to cope with it when I need to so I can get back to my usual self um so it's t entirely possible that you're in a space not a physical space right now but you're in a place in your life where you're fresh out of an abusive relationship you're you're still in a state of flux because you're freshly moved into a new place that you said you're safe in, you have a lock and everything, but you're still within a year 
of that. And I remember after my last relationship exploded, I was fucked up for a long time. I basically didn't do anything for a year from my breakup in March of 2019 to January of 2020. I basically accomplished nothing (laughs) at all. Uh, It wasn't until January, 2020 when Dear Jazzy officially started and the first episodes came out. Uh, But all of 2019 basically got lost because I was in like very like hardcore therapy and just trying to recover from four years of a broken engagement. And I think a lot of us tend to discredit the damage abusers can do. So yeah, Fonny just typed survival mode and that's exactly what it is. Your body and your soul are coming out of survival mode and kind of like a race car where it's going so fast. It can't slam on the brakes immediately. It has to kind of slow down before it can come to a stop or like an Olympic runner. They can't cross the finish line and then just halt. They, you have to kind of like, wind it down you're likely still in that winding down phase and something that i went through as well is i also had to deal with the phases of mourning i had to deal with the death of whom i thought my partner was and it turns out they were not that so i had to deal with the death of a memory the death of a construction that my brain had created the death of a character And that's a very like real thing is this person who was in my life for so long and I thought was awesome turned out not to be. And so I had to deal with like the, oh, fuck, the person who I thought I knew is dead and doesn't exist, which is sometimes worse than being dead. And on top of having a broken engagement, on top of having being completely flat broke on top of everything I was just out and it just sucked and was awful. And it sounds like you're also going through a very stage of suck transition right now. And I, you know, I really would just be gentle with yourself because you are healing. And if you can't access your little space right now, then that's fine. But I think you might be accessing it little by little and not even realizing it because you know if you feel that sense of like comfort and safety like bundled up with your stuffies and your passy that that's a form of little space in a way like feeling that just like warmth and like safety and like comfort from it there you go and if you get really into coloring and you feel like you're enjoying it that also is a form of like little space enjoyment and everything Sometimes it just kind of subconsciously comes on and we don't realize it until it's here. So, you know, I would definitely say just be gentle and be kind to yourself, allow yourself to heal and also realize it might be a lot closer than you think. Um, I'm going to predicate all this by saying I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor, but we already said that at the beginning of the show in the little blurb, you know, what's good. Bonnie, uh, talking stick. First of all, Manic Pixie Panda, uh, thank you so much for sending this in. This is a great question, honestly. 
And I think a lot of people are going to get uh, some benefit out of, you know, hearing that someone else um, is going through something the same or similar to what they're going through, where they just they have no idea why little space isn't easy for them because um, it seems to be so easy for other people. And, you know, big mood. <laughs> I spent a long time uh, being like, well, why can't I? Why can't I get into this? Um, mine does depend on uh, having a partner, uh, like having a caregiver there um, who I trust, like whole. Um, just because like I am a fairly uh, brash and confident person. Uh, I'm stubborn. I don't like to give things up very easily, adulthood included. So I need someone there who can convince me that like, it's okay. You, you can you can hand it over for like a couple of hours. It's fine. Um, and perhaps you need someone to kind of help ease you into it. Maybe you need a friend who can be there with you um, to help you into it. Maybe you need some background noise, like putting on some cartoons or something to kind of ease you into it and make you a little more comfortable with what you're doing. Um, I started watching Bluey. It's Bluey's so great. Good. Isn't it so good? <laughs> it's so cute. It's yes. my favorite talk show. Uh, I highly recommend Bluey. Yeah. And it's it's just this little Australian ca- cartoon about uh, some healer dogs and... Uh, God... Like it's got the two little kid characters, but they're not annoying. They're just so cute. cute. They're so cute. They're really well written and well performed by actual enough about kids. Bluey. Enough. I love Bluey. Yes. Yeah. Bluey makes yeah. me smile. Enough crushing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the content creators of Bluey are are some of my favorites. They're so wholesome. Yeah. Tonky is from um, uh, Queensland, which is where Bluey is produced. And he says there is so much Bluey merch where he's from. And I'm just like, oh, you amazing. Bastard. I want it all. <laughs> Someday. Um, but it looks like you've got like a great collection of things that, you know, interested you at some point for you to be able to spend money on them. Um, I mean, if it doesn't pan out and you end up like not being totally in love with them, another six months from now it's totally okay to like pass them on to someone else but i get the sense that these are things that really stuck out to you as like this is the thing that i want to play with um like perler beads perler beads are great um you can do a whole bunch of things with perler beads yeah you can even make like i want to say air quotes adulty home decor with perler beads um (laughs) like little Coasters for your drinks and things. And sticker books are very cool. They are cool. But yeah. um, It's okay to take your time with it. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to like surround yourself with all these little things and be like, okay, come on, little mode, activate, you know. Um, Just dip your toe in if you're okay with it. Um, Or... I know other people have been able to help uh, figure out how to feel more comfortable letting go and getting into little mode uh, after talking to a therapist about, you know, coping strategies for what sounds like in your case, a, a bout of depression. Again, we're not therapists, um, but I relate pretty well to what you're feeling 
and I have depression. So it's hey, a possibility. Same hat. Um, same and you hat. never have to. Yeah. Yeah. Same hat. Same uh, hat. <laughs> um, and you never have to wait until you feel depressed enough to get help because there's no such thing as depressed enough. Um, like if you feel like your hobbies aren't doing anything for you, that's a classic sign of depression. And uh, it's not supposed to feel like that. And you can get help for it. If I had my little shake, my pill bottle of Wellbutrin, I'd be shaking them right now. Yo, Wellbutrin fam, what up? Yeah, hey. it's the one that makes your orgasms better. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me feel real good. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the same case for everyone. And you can shop around with antidepressants. And generic brands are usually cheaper if you're not insured. It's true. Okay. There it is. The good shit. My will bees. Hey. Yep. And I think that's all I've got for this one. Uh, Panda, I'm rooting for you. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're able to feel little because we all deserve to feel totally relaxed. Here, here. Concur. That's all I got uh, for that one. Is that all you got? That's all I got. All right. Side note, that's a really good song by The Used. And we need to talk about that song more as a culture. Because I really, really like it. Sorry, which song? All That I've Got. Educate me, please. Oh, All That I've Got Uh... by The Used. Yeah, yeah. One of their few radio hits. All right. Well, I am unfamiliar with the used. I'll I'm a fake music fan. Fake emo alert. <laughs> okay, thank Pose you. Pose you were. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do some end of show housekeeping before we wrap it up here. Once again, if you really want to support the show with our brand new sponsor and get 10% off your order, 50 more, $50 or more at AB Universe, you can use code DEARJAZZY2021, best friends forever the number four uh it's really long code so go to at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors and uh you will see the code and you can plug that into your order and they will see the metrics and they will be like hey jazzy someone bought some diapers and i'll go fuck yeah they did i sent i sent them and they'll go Casey Strom will dab at me and say, thanks for the sales, kiddo. I'll go, no problem, dad. And it'll be exactly like that. Mark my words. Get you some bunny hops. They're good as fuck. (laughs) There's a good Mm -hmm. one. Agreed. Agreed. Big agree. Agree. So I actually asked them for a script and they said, oh, just wing it. We trust you. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say. Um, Other than that, um, I, I feel like there is something else that I needed to talk about. Merch store is a thing. Also, two slots just you opened up. You brought up Camp Buddy. I brought up Camp Buddy. Merch store exists. There's two more slots if you want to sign up for Dear Jazz Con, which is September 3rd through 5th at Kalahari Resort and Water Park. What is it? I'm forgetting something. 
Is it about how cute you are? Oh, Have God. we talked about how cute you are yet? Oh, gosh. Funny. I remembered it. It's TeddyCon. And also... There it is. The Usual <laughs> Bet is indeed our sister podcast. Thank you, Aether. We love The Usual Bet. Go listen to them. And TeddyCon is what I was trying to remember. TeddyCon is an awesome event coming up in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania this November. Fanny and I, we will be there. We'll be doing a live Dear Jazzy podcast recording. It will be fun as hell. Be there. Aloha. We're going to do a couple group get togethers. We're going to eat Japanese food together. We're going to be at the show together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check out TeddyCon. And also we are, well, at least I am funny. I, I don't know your work schedule too yet. Hopefully both of us will be at the, excuse me, <laughs> at the upcoming Capcom digital event this year, where we will be doing a live recording of dear Jazzy and get this at the end of the month, when it happens, it will be episode 69. 69. 69. I am clapping for this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Y'all, we did it. We got to episode 69 and we're doing something special for it. It's going to be at Capcom. That's a, <laughs> you know, it's funny at Capcom 2020. We were joking. Hey, if dear Jazzy goes forward, Maybe next year it will be episode 69 for the next Capcom. And here we are, baby. <laughs> I'm so happy. So, yes, episode 69 yeah. is coming up at the end of the month. Be there at Capcom Digital. You can find all the details uh, for it on the Capcom website and also in the Capcom FetLife group. You'll find information for all the tickets there and how to attend and how to log on and participate. It's all there. So thank you so much uh, to Capcom for having us. Thank you to KeddyCon for having us. And dude, this ball is rolling. Also, thank you to all 33 of the patrons. That is nuts to us. Like, I don't want to. Use, I'm going to stop short of using the word insane. It's insane, bro. Oh, my God. It's insane because we're not YouTubers. But my mother referred to us as influencers today, Fani. And I was really flattered slash offended, but mostly flattered. And I wanted to, to, to pass that compliment along from mama starshine to you. I, I'm, I'm also very flattered. I hope the influencing that we're doing is, um, influencing people to think critically about their situations um be kind to others and uh only go forward with something with enthusiastic consent given that's react that's kind of weird wording only go forward with someone uh with something uh if the other person gives you enthusiastic consent there it is okay we're good here here also uh my mom the speech pathologist the board certified speech pathologist wanted me to tell you thank you for helping write the show notes for her dyslexic child it makes my job Aww. a lot easier and she says it warms her heart to see people fighting the good fight for dyslexia and auditory processing disorder Aww. so thank you it's really no problem i just click buttons <laughs> you click buttons real well background yellow <laughs> copy paste yeah. comic sans background yellow font Comic fans. Yep. Yes. Remove formatting. For mm -hmm. those 
for those who don't know, Comic Sans is one of the best fonts for my particular brand of dyslexia. I'm not a fan of Comic Sans, but I can read it, and that's what counts. Uh, Comic Sans is great. I can read it. I got no beef with it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fonny, where can people find you, and how can they send you money? Uh, they can find me um, sweltering right now. Oh, oh my god, no. it's so hot still. Like it's close to 100 degrees where I am right now. Please send send cold vibes. Um. They can also find me at, at Twitter at twitter.com slash They can also find me on Patreon. Uh, same thing, patreon.com slash Um And then I really like it whenever people give me their pocket change through Patreon. Uh, it helps me um, achieve my goals of dominating a small corner of the internet with my art. Um, and it makes me not feel so bad about only having a part-time job so I can continue drawing. And I appreciate and love every single one of my patrons. I wish I could just give them a small kiss on the forehead every time that I see oh, them. Precious. I would like to kiss. I would like to request a kiss on the forehead, please. That sounds precious. For you, Jazzy, I will reserve two kisses. Two. Oh my lord. <laughs> Wonderful. And as always, I have been the other co-host Jasmine Starshine you can find me online at little jazzy baby on twitter that's my primary social media or on discord at jasmine starshine 0001 uh you can also find all of my links and all Fonny's links on at oddswithgod.com i'm trying to think if there's anything else i need to i think we've plugged every oh we have a podcast email, duh, dearjessypodcast at gmail.com. It's the best place for you to send in your anonymous submissions or submissions in general that are longer form or have attachments or anything like that. Have I forgotten anything? No, I think we're all good. Camp Buddy, Teddy Con, Jazzy Con, Capcon. We got our sign offs. You mentioned your merch. Yeah. Our merch. Our merch. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, I've got a, a bunch of cool designs in there. It's true. Uh, oh, maybe Lexi writes, y'all are a continuously growing light of support and education. A help to those who listen, ask, and continue to grow themselves. I'm going to cry. Well, that makes me so happy. That's pinned. Pin. Pin, 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 Pinning it. Pin. Oh, it you pinned it yep. before me. I forgot you have pin power. All right. Yep. Let's do the thing. You did I this. I did. <laughs> Dear Jesse is an at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at at oddswithgod.com. You can check out my links, Funny's links, Patreon, our sponsors, which is a way that you can get 10% off your order at $50 or more with AV Universe. Wink. And I think that's been, I think that's it. Oh, duh. And check out our Patreon, which is the best way to support the show and the merch, which is the best way to support all the artists that also contribute to the show. I've been Jasmine Starshine. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been funny. <laughs> I'm going to leave in that box. I missed my cue. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll leave it in. And we will see you next time.
Bye. We're trying our best here, okay? We're doing our best here at AdultsWithGod.com Productions.